It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All Jamal Mosley ever says is we do things by committee, by committee, by committee. What does that even mean? We learned that on Saturday. Unfortunately, the thing I really want to learn is, is what era of Taylor Swift that Cole Anthony is. I, I, I want to know that, Cole. What era are you? We'll, we'll answer some of those questions. Probably not that last one on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 11th, 2024. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can always find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd1989. By the way, uh, um, now I've messed up my whole my whole intro spiel. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic survived the Chicago Bulls in overtime. Why the by committee ethos paid off for the Magic? Who stepped up that you wouldn't expect? Plus. Franz Wagner in his groove. There's no no era for him. We're in the Franz era of the of the season right now. We'll get to how what Franz has been doing lately and go through the box score as well. Before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me, and you're probably not because uh, I'm your avatar and I, I, I sit there, but if, if you listen to Jamal Mosley's press conferences and, and listen to, to, to him talk, one of the coachisms that he says is we are going to do things by committee. We want to be a team that doesn't necessarily have a top score or a top guy. We are a team that is going to be able to adapt to what the game presents us. And everyone is going to be able to step up and have their moment. We're going to be able to trust everyone to play that way. Now, that's all well and good. Like, 
that, that's a great ideal to have. I, I'm all for it. You know, like I play two when I play 2K, I, I, I hate the time the times when they challenge you to score 50 points. I did the 70 point challenge the other day to get the pink diamond Joel Embiid. I'm, I'm, I did that. I don't like doing that. I, I like balance scoring. I like spreading the ball around. I like moving and passing and all that stuff. It's great in theory, but like, look, we all know there's a pecking order. We all know how good Paolo Bancaro is. We'll get to him in a minute. We all know how good Franz Wagner is. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, good players are good. Like, like no one's going to complain about having a good player here. Uh, and so, and so, uh, you know, it's this whole by committee approach is more an ideal and an ethos than, than something you necessarily actually practice or you actually implement. Um, you know, I, I think at one point in the season, I actually had a draft for an article saying that it's the by committee approach. That's actually holding this team back that they need to let Paolo dominate games or Franz dominate games and not necessarily, and be a little selfish, honestly. Like I think that is something that is still a struggle is to let those guys be selfish. But at the end of the day, I think what the ultimate message is, is a message that I know I have shared on this show before. An 82-game season is very, very long. And everyone on your roster is going to be called upon at some point during the season to contribute, to make an impact, to do something. Uh, And whether they step up to the plate or not is going to determine... One, two, three, four, five games, maybe. That could be the difference between the play-in tournament and the sixth seed. And so everyone has got to be ready. Everyone's got to be prepared. And so we get to Saturday's game against the Bulls. The Magic were struggling, to say the least. Um, a bad third quarter. They got they, they led the entire first quarter, or first half. They played really, really, they played well, but not great. Um, turned the ball over a lot, but we're surviving. Chicago made a run to make it a two-point deficit at the half. And then they burned a 9-0 run to take the lead and, and take control of the game, leading by uh, as much as, as 11 in the game. I thought it was 12, but as much as 11 in the game. Orlando was climbing uphill. And, and now all those flaws that they papered over in, in the first half were suddenly very, very real and very, very damaging. The turnovers, the offensive rebounds, all that stuff. And so the Magic clawed their way back in it. They're down by five at about nine minutes ago. They're resting Jonathan Isaac. Paolo Bancaro is taking his normal break. We, we all know they're going to close. We all know Franz is going to close. The logic says you go back to Wendell Carter and Jalen sucks. But Jamal Mosley makes a decision that was going to be the focus no matter what happened. If the Magic lose this game, we'll talk about like what was he thinking? What was he doing? This is another instance where he, you know, gambled and bet on a bench group carrying the momentum through the end of the game, and they weren't able to do it. He's done that in the past. It was, people criticized that then. I've been like, I actually get it. I'm not totally against it. Obviously, it didn't work, but I'm not, you know, sometimes it didn't work, sometimes it did. Um, but we know he likes to do that sometimes. And if it works, we're going to have the conversation we're going to have now. Yes, this is a results business process over results, but this is a results business. This plan worked. And so with nine minutes left in the game, Jamal Mosley inserts Goga Batadze into the lineup. Now, Goga Batadze started earlier in the year. They they know how good he can be. He had not played more than 
10 minutes in any game since January 19th against the Philadelphia 76ers. This is a guy that they know they could count on, but they know is very limited. And so at this critical juncture in the game, with the game on the line, the Magic didn't go back to their starting center, who they rely on and believe is a very strong defender. They went to their third string center. I don't think this was a sign of desperation. I think the Magic looked at the lineup and Andre Drummond was out there at the time and said, we need some more size. We need to just match up with them pound for pound. And Bertazzi stepped up to the plate. Like, look, say we could criticize the process of that decision or anything like that. The results worked. Batadze played great. He made a bunch of really important and big plays. He helped lock down the glass at the end of the fourth quarter. The turnovers went down. The Magic erased that five-point deficit, built a five-point lead of their own, and part of that was because of Batadze. And then in overtime, he continued to make plays. Sure. He finishes with only five points and two rebounds. But that's not the point, necessarily. He helped lock down Nikola Vucevic. He helped collapse the paint and, and, and defend the paint. He did his job. And when he was called on at a huge moment, he stepped up. This is the ethos. This is what it means to play by committee. The other player that filled in alongside those three, because of course Franz and Paolo finished, was Cole Anthony, a player who's been averaging six points per game in his last 10, mired in a humongous shooting slump, just struggling mightily, shooting 42% from the floor. And look, Cole didn't shoot great in this game, only five for 11, one for five from three for 14 points, but he was getting in the lane. He was mixing it up for rebounds. He had a double-double with 11 rebounds. Crazy for, for him. He's, we know he's a good rebounder for a guard. But he was getting into the lane. Chicago wasn't attacking him. They were sticking with DeMar DeRozan and, and Vucevic for the most part. They didn't go to Kobe White very much. Or I had assume knew or whoever else that Cole Anthony was guarding. They didn't attack him. And that enabled Orlando to take advantage of his strengths. And they stuck with him. They believed in him. He made plays, made some critical shots in the fourth quarter, made some, got some critical rebounds. He made plays. And, and obviously, at the end of the day, the results speak for themselves. The Magic win 114-108 in overtime. We can certainly criticize, perhaps, Goga Batadze fouling DeMar DeRozan on the game-tying uh, and one. Uh, I think the offense did get a little bit cramped with Batadze out there. I, I, I think we'll talk a little bit more uh, I think that the Magic certainly missed having Wendell Carter as a shooting option. You know, Batadze, I would say, doesn't always have the greatest court awareness of where to go uh, when he doesn't have the ball. Um, but it worked. And at the end of the day, this is what matters. This is what's important. When the Magic called upon these players for big minutes, for important minutes, they stepped up. They stepped up to the plate. And that's all you can ask for. Again, everybody on this roster is liable and, and going to be needed at some point. Like, I truly believe that. That every player on your roster is going to be called on at some point. 
That's what happens in the 82 game season. And the Magic have called on Gogo Batate before, but now that he's out of the rotation, they called on him again. And this guy was ready. This guy knew the game plan. He executed the game plan and he stepped up. That's what it means to be by committee. And you didn't see Wendell Carter or Jalen Suggs moping on the sidelines that they weren't in late. You saw them cheering. You saw them backing their guys. Everybody was excited for their success. And obviously it's easy because they won. You know, we're having a very different conversation if they lose. That's the difference between winning and losing in this league. But this is who the Magic want to be. To be able to call upon a player who hasn't played meaningful minutes in a month, two weeks, three weeks, throw him out there and have him get the job done. That's what happened Saturday night, and that's how the Magic got a huge win. Of course, as much as we want to talk about the supporting players, and, and they're really important, this game was all about Franz Wagner. The tear that Franz Wagner's on and how he found his groove. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals who are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, that's with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process very easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier, they even just launched a feature that helps you make that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Two and a half small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Why don't you? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Link Locked On has now launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts like me of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Look, I love talking about the role players. I'm glad we could give Goga Batadze a spotlight. Cole Anthony had a really nice bounce back game. He's, had a couple, he's strung together two solid games now. So hopefully 
this little uh, cold stretch is coming to an end. Um, but let, let's 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 be real, guys. Like this is this league's about the stars, and the Magic right now really do have two players who are playing at an All Star level. Now, I know you're going to look at the box score and not think of think much of Paolo Bancaro's game: nineteen points, five for thirteen shooting, two for six from three, seven for eight from the foul line. Seven rebounds, eight assists, three turnovers. You're not going to think a whole lot. He had a really good game. I, I thought he played pretty well. It's some things to clean up, but but I thought he generally played pretty well. Um, just very, very focused on breaking down the defense. And and Chicago, Chicago was sending doubles his way. They were they were overhelping. They were they were overloading the strong side. They were forcing Paolo to become a passer. And I think to his credit. He did a very good job watching the defense, figuring out where the doubles were coming from, maybe a little too passive at times, but generally did a great job sucking the defense in and then passing to open space and getting guys going. This was a game where the Bulls were frankly daring Franz Wagner or somebody else to beat them. And Franz Wagner stepped up to the plate. Honestly, like didn't even just step up to plate. He took the plate Put some put some chicken wings on it. Put put some nachos on it. Put put whatever food you have for your party tomorrow. And was like, I'm eating all of this, and that's that's that. He ate up this game. I mean, the final stat line says it all: 36 points, 12 for 22 shooting, five for 12 from three, seven for 10 from the foul line, five assists for for Franz. He was the star of the show, and and, and it's not even just that he was the star of the show. It was also that he carried the team. He scored 14 of the Magic's 21 points in the fourth quarter, had two just tremendously huge step back threes that got the Magic within one. The comeback happened because of the energy that Franz brought to the game. This comeback happened because Franz Wagner played like a freaking superstar. And frankly, that's how he's played since coming back from injury. And the 10 games leading into this one, since January 21st when he returned from the ankle injury, he's averaging 21 points per game, shooting 51.3% from the floor and 39.7% from three. He's shooting 90% from the foul line on three free throw attempts per game, an area where he even admits he has to get a little bit better. On top of this, Franz has scored 30 points now in three of his last four games. 38 against Detroit, at 13 against Miami, 34 against San Antonio, now 36 against Chicago. Franz is getting downhill. It's all, it's not, it's some floaters, but it's all layups at the rim. It's, he's so good at protecting the ball and getting to the basket or three pointers. And now the three pointer is going down when it wasn't earlier in the season. Franz looks like he's found his groove. And look, Paolo is more than happy to rack up assists, dishing it to Franz Wagner getting him involved and making the defense ease off of him. That's ultimately the end game here is to get the defenses to stop doubling Paolo. Stop doubling Paolo. We want to see him work and cook. That's okay because all that attention has given Franz Wagner the opportunity to attack and he has taken full advantage of it. This is the dual threat that we thought we were going to have. And look, they're still very, very young. They're going to get better especially as the Magic begin to shuffle personnel a little bit to find the right guys to surround him with. But Franz, Franz is really good. Like, he's really, really good. 
Um, he was able to get to the basket, able to get to finish around guys. He's getting to the foul line a little bit more. It's it's still a work in progress, but this was Franz at his best. This was Franz just taking over. And we haven't really seen him take over a game like this. He, that was all-star stuff, what he did at the start of the fourth quarter, what he did in the fourth quarter to get the magic into the game. And everything at the end of the game was running through him. He was running pick and rolls with Matadze. He was he was the one, he was the guy that the Bulls had to start doubling because they could not stop him. And again, this is what we thought we were getting because it's been a struggle for Franz this year. He's looked a little bit off. His all his percentages are down. Yes, he's entering the game averaging a career high 20.9 points per game. Yes, entering the game, he was averaging 47, he was shooting 47.7%, which is better than his rookie year, by the way. But 31.7% from three, the worst of his career. A lot of his numbers are up. His free throw attempts are up. His assists are, his assists are up. Like His scoring is obviously up. But it's been a struggle of efficiency. He's not finishing. He wasn't finishing at the rim the way we were used to. Certainly not hitting threes the way he was used to. That now has changed. Now Wagner is playing like the advanced version that we expected. The, the guy that we thought could flirt with an all-star game. And look, again, the by-committee approach is great. I love, sorry, oh, I messed up my computer there. Uh, I love that ethos. I love that the idea, and I love what Coach Mosley's going for. But this is still about the stars. This is still about your best players stepping up when you need them to. And that's what Franz did. Paolo did it too. I don't want to take away from Paolo. Paolo did it too in, in a different way, but... The Magic do not win this game without Franz Wagner being a star-level player like this. And right now, he is doing it more often. He's doing it more regularly. He's looking healthy. He's looking aggressive. He's looking rested. I, I know a lot of people thought that maybe he was just playing too much coming out, coming out of the World Cup. Um, he looks rested. He looks ready to go. Missing those three weeks might have been the best thing for him. Because it got us this version of Franz that, frankly, can't be stopped. He had two huge step-back threes that just ignited the crowd, ignited the bench, ignited the team, forced a timeout. Just He can't be stopped when he's like this. And the Magic have two guys like that now. That's, that, that's, that's just how it is. Magic have two guys like that. And that's why they won this game. Franz is why they won this game. Uh, and it was really impressive to see. We'll dive into the box score, talk about some other players. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Nissan. Are, are you the kind of driver who likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for up to eight and expansive cargo capacity 
an advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, what adventure calls the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop at NissanUSA.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the Chicago Bulls 114-108 to in overtime. Like I said, the way this game went, the Magic were in control for most of it. They, they led the entire first half. They got, they got off to a great start once again. Defense was playing really, really well. Chicago was missing shots. You know, Orlando was turning the ball over, but wasn't killing them yet. There was a lot to like. But then the turnover started to pile up. Uh, the Magic got punched in the mouth early in the third. Um, they had four turnovers in the third quarter for 10 points. Just, just again, just getting killed off that. And this game really came down to, okay, are the Magic going to protect the ball? Are the Magic going to do the things they need to do uh, to give themselves a chance? They got to get shots. I mean, they were making shots in this one. They're, they're, they're a better shooting team at home. Are, were they going to e- even get shots to put themselves in a position to, to come back and win? And that's what happened. The Magic were a lot better in that fourth quarter They were able to get back in the game. They were able to come back. But even then, it wasn't easy. Orlando led by five with about a minute to play. They went into kind of clock-killing mode. And, you know, I didn't like it. I was sitting there saying, they got to go. You're going too slow. Got to be faster. Got to be faster. Um, They're taking a lot of forced bad jumpers because they're just kind of killing clock, which which is always a mistake. DeMar DeRozan had a big game. Um, Even with Jonathan Isaac guarding him, DeMar DeRozan was really big. 28 points for DeRozan, 11 for 24 shooting. Um, he ended up tying the game on a foul, on a very soft foul call on Goga Batadze for an and one. And then he got a three with it. He had a three with a chance to win it um, at the end of regulation when the Magic couldn't get a good shot uh, on their final possession. So the Magic, the Magic shot themselves in the foot. I, I don't want to take too much away from Chicago. They played well. They stuck with things defensively. They got hot at, at the right moment. You know, they 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 scrambled to get up the hill. I don't want to take anything away from them, but I, I really think Orlando shot, you know, and Chicago did a great job forcing turnovers. They had a great strategy to kind of throw the magic off rhythm a little bit, force them into some difficult passes and 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 all that. But uh and the magic were not sharp passing. Um, but I, I think a lot of this game was Orlando making mistakes and, and whether Orlando would overcome them. That's what happened in the fourth quarter. The Magic stopped turning the ball over. Franz got going. Um, that changed the game a little bit and got got the Magic some juice and got the Magic um, with a chance to win. In overtime, Orlando took control. They again had a five-point lead. DeMar DeRozan got going, but Orlando was able to score. They moved a little bit quicker, executed a lot better. Uh, Chicago missed a lot of open shots, frankly. They still got some offensive rebounds. They had 18 offensive rebounds in the game for 20 points. 
Um, so a lot of missed opportunities there. I'm sure Chicago's kicking themselves too. Um, they missed a lot of open shots. There was one possession where I think they got three or four offensive rebounds. They missed like three wide open threes in a row before uh, I think DeRozan came in for dunk and missed the dunk on that possession. I think um, it, it was, it, it was a wild, wild finish, but credit to Orlando. This was a really mature and gutsy win. They had every reason to fold after they gave up the lead. Um, you know, they, they were struggling to kind of get out of their own way. They had every reason to fold, but they stuck with it. They kept grinding and, and that's a real mature win. Like, uh, you know, again, I, I get the opponent is maybe the, the, the craziest opponent. Um, but these are wins. I don't think the magic make last year. I don't know if they make them earlier in the year and Chicago has been tricky for them. Uh, but they executed, they had control. They won the, they won this game. Like they, they went out there and won it. And, and I think that's, again, there's been a lot of really impressive things that this magic team has done. This, this was a really impressive win. I, I really, I am really impressed with what the magic were able to do uh, in this victory. Let's go through some numbers on the box score. Um, again, Franz Wagner, 36 points. I, I went over his game, just a, a superstar game from him. Paolo Bencaro, 19 points, five for 13 shooting, two for six from three, seven for eight from the foul line, seven rebounds, eight assists. Uh, Chicago, Chicago was literally overloading the strong side. They'd have whoever's guarding Paolo. They'd have a player to the left of him uh, in front of the paint, a player to the right of him in front of the paint. They were determined not to let him get downhill and get to the basket. That formation though that alignment left skip passes to the opposite corner to the weak side corner wide open and Paolo generally did a very good job firing those passes they got open shots for Jonathan Isaac for Jalen Suggs for Franz Wagner for Cole Anthony Paolo generally did a good job breaking down that defense but I want to make one point about Paolo end of the third quarter the magic really started to pick up some steam and and make their run to get back into this game, to trail by six entering the fourth quarter. A lot of that was because Paolo took it on himself to get to the basket. It was the most aggressive he was all game. And I think there was a point where Paolo needed to be a little bit more aggressive, um, but he did, He made some critical plays to get momentum going. So it wasn't the craziest game from Paolo Bancaro, but it was a very patient, very mature game from him. like to see him maybe a little bit more aggressive, but he did, he did his job. He understood who had the hot hand. He understood what the defense was giving him. He's he's making the right plays. Again, I, I mentioned it earlier. Something I would like to see is maybe some players be a little bit more selfish at times. Um, but generally, like Paolo made the right plays. I, I don't think you can complain too much about that. Um, off the bench, Cole Anthony had 14 points. Five for 11 shooting, one for five from three, three for four from the foul line, 11 rebounds for him. Cole was really big, just energy, energy bringing it. He was able to make those little floaters and runners that he makes around the basket. He had two really big shots in the fourth quarter, three really big shots actually in the fourth quarter, where he just was able to break the defense down off the dribble and hit some short jumpers. It's good to see him get some shots to go down. He's really been struggling with a shot uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so a really, uh, honestly, just a really strong effort from Cole. I really liked what I saw uh, from him in general. Jalen Suggs, the only other player in double figures with 13 points, five for nine shooting, three for five. From the floor, um, three turnovers, was a little bit loose with the ball. His handles are not great. Um, but he, again, he was making shots early on. You know, he's defending well. Uh, I, I would not have been surprised if the Magic went back to him. I think they stuck with Cole Anthony. Like, they weren't, again, the Bulls weren't attacking Cole Anthony on defense. He was giving them something offensively. The rebounding was big, um, even though he's a small player. 
Um, it, it worked. Um, so again, I, I'm not going to complain too much. They went to Jalen Suggs for some defensive possessions at the end of overtime, but I think it got to a point where the Magic were rolling. Mosley liked the momentum of the group. He was going to ride with them, and then you get to a certain point where other guys have just been on the bench too long. You can't bring them back in. It's it's or at, for for big moments. It's just too tough. So I I, I thought you know was this the time to do it? I, I I disagree with it more than some of the other times that he has done this, where he stuck with a, a playing group for a little while. Um, he came back with Paolo, which he had to do. He, he took Isaac out with the intent of bringing him back in, which he did. Um, and so there there there's that. Let's talk Jonathan Isaac first, for real fast. We're going to get to him on, on Tuesday's episode of Lockdown Magic 2, but uh, Jonathan Isaac, three for eight shooting, one for two from three, seven points for him. He had 12 rebounds, including six offensive rebounds. He was really good. Like his defense, he had a couple of just crazy blocks. He had three blocks in the game. He had a couple of just absolutely bonkers blocks. He got the assignment on DeMar DeRozan. Made, you know, DeRozan still scored because DeRozan's really good at creating separation. He made him really work and generally kept him out of the paint. So he was taking mid-range jumpers, which DeRozan's very comfortable taking. But Isaac's defense was really incredible. Uh, and he gave you just enough offensively to be a threat. Like he made a three, had a couple putback plays. You know, there is a lot that Jonathan Isaac really did well. And, and like everybody just gushes about his defense. It's hard not to. Um, we'll talk more about Isaac uh, here in, 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 on our next episode, but a really nice game from Jonathan Isaac overall. Just just really impactful. And Mo Wagner had seven points, only played 845, so got most of those seven in the first, first half. Um, the Magic just needed some size. Like they were struggling with Andre Drummond. They were struggling with Nikola Vucevic. They needed some size. They needed a different look. They needed some different physicality on, on those guys. That's why they went to Goga Batadze. And again, Batadze delivered. You have, you have to give credit where credit's due. Magic were plus 10 in Batadze's minutes. Uh, so it, it 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 worked out in the end. The Atlanta Magic shoot 46.6% from the floor. 13 for 39 from three. Solid three-point shooting game for them at least. 19 for 26 from the foul line. A lot of missed free throws. Um 17 turnovers, though, for 31 points. That is your difference in the ballgame. That is the big hurdle the Magic have to overcome. They have to be better protecting the ball and valuing possession. That's going to be that's going to be their white whale for now. They, they've got to do better with turnovers, um, and, and that was a struggle in, in this game. Chicago shoots 43.4% from floor, 12 for 37 from three. That's only 32.4%. So the Magic out shoot the Bulls in every way. 10 of 14 from the foul line, so Orlando keeps them off the foul line. 18 offensive rebounds, though, for 20-second chance points. Only eight turnovers for nine Magic points. That was a huge factor in this game. But in the end, the Orlando Magic are able to get the win, 114-108. They'll be back in action Tuesday for the most anticipated game of the season. Our TNT game against the Oklahoma City Thunder and Shaq's Jersey retirement. We'll have complete coverage of both of those events on Wednesday's episode of Locked on Magic. But... That's good to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, which you're tuning in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all phone You download podcasts to your podcast enablers. You can also check us out on YouTube. Search for Locked on Magic or youtube.com slash at Locked on Magic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Be sure to check out my Patreon page as well at patreon.com slash Hub. Up on the site, I do have my outlook, my off-season outlook on what the Magic can do with their cap room or what their cap room will look like. Um, you can check that out again at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic 
Hub. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. You can find that on YouTube and now on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.